Welcome to the Enrooted Podcast, the land of podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. It is the last week of summer break, so you're going to be hearing a little bit of background noise because I'm definitely at my mother-in-law's house while she helps watch the kids real quick and they're kind of calm, having some snacks, and I am hanging out in the backyard. So you're definitely going to hear background noise. I wanted to let you know. But today marks the first day I am doing my 14-day Instagram Live challenge. And if you don't know what that is, essentially what it means is that every day for 14 days, I will be going on Instagram and doing these live videos specifically focused on like little mini trainings and quick tips and I will be focusing on forest land finances or forest land sustainability in some way or manner to prepare for our new program Landowner Steward which starts September 18th so if you're not on our email listserv make sure you jump on that specifically signing up for our Monday motivation so you can get all the inside details about this new amazing program that's going to just really transform your perspectives your mindset and really help you make so much wiser decisions when you fully understand your finances around your forest lands and how crucial it is for us to truly understand our finances and what scripture says about all of that. Anyways, so today's Instagram live that I did was about defining sustainability, forest land finances, specifically around sustainability. Now, I know I've done this on another podcast about, you know, what does sustainability means to you and how the different perspectives around it, how we all have these different mental pictures and how important it is for us to kind of really visualize and understand what it is we want and how that looks in sustainability measures and how we need to make sure we incorporate our finances and our money management and our money decisions around that different type of environmental pictures. But in the Instagram mini quick tips, which if you don't follow me on social media, let me do a shameless plug of go over to Instagram and just find me at Landed Ladies. And that way you can jump in on any of those future live videos that I'm going to be doing. Um, anyways, today I focused on the forest land financial sustainability and I was really kind of skimming the surface of what we were going to be doing in our landowner steward intensive training. I wanted to give a very quick overview of how can you determine if your forest land is truly financially sustainable on a big picture level because when it comes to forest lands and our finances and our management decisions it's a long-term management you know it's 30 years or more potentially for you to get that big payout for lack of better words in the end so you spend 30 years preparing nurturing managing this asset to get this big ROI potentially and then immediately the next year you have the biggest investment you're going to have on that land outside of maybe actually buying the land itself And so if you're in that setting immediately, it may look like you have this huge flush of cash or all of a sudden you are incredibly negative if you're looking at those individual years. But we need to look at the bigger picture. Now, looking at 30 years can be really, really overwhelming. So let's bring that down a little bit more. We're going to be looking at what I call the five five year window snapshot. Okay, and that's five years behind and five years ahead. And maybe you're like, well, Danielle, that's 10 years. There's a reason for this. And it parallels with your 10-year stewardship plan. This five-year snapshot goes along perfectly with that 10-year management plan because this is really the type of window you need to start looking at your management decisions of not will it 
what will it just do today what will it do next week next month or even this year you need to determine how this fits in you know in your 10-year plan which again it can seem really really overwhelming so we're going to break it down a little bit and we're going to be breaking it down so you can give a very quick overview very very quick math of am i in the green or am i in the red and that's essentially all this will do is tell you if you're green or red if this is bleeding your wallet or if you are you know pretty much in a safe space do you need to make some adjustments and such before we we dive into that i wanted to kind of look at what does scripture say about sustainability now if you're like me you might just kind of google sustainable words or you know just googling words of what does the scripture say about this and i have a little bible app that i actually do literally just type in search words and kind of figure out what parts of passages and what parts of scriptures kind of resonate directly with that and that's not obviously where i get all of my foundations from but it does help me do this very quick research And if you type in sustainability you're not going to get a whole lot i'm going to say that much so you have to look at, at different phrases, different words that might represent very similar things. And this is the scripture that resonates with me the most when it comes to sustainability. It's Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. So let's, let's look at that again. There's pretty much opposites here. Sea time and harvest. You plant, you harvest. That's important for us, you know, especially if we're hesitant about harvesting anything on our land. There's cold, there's heat, there's summer, there's winter, there's day, there's night. We'll never cease. And so what this paints to me is that the earth, as long as the earth endures and the way God planned it, is that it's kind of in a, a roller coaster, a cylindrical, I don't know if that's really the right word, nature. There's ups and there's downs, there's highs and there's lows, and you need to plan for both sides accordingly. You need to prepare for the low points and you also need to not overspend or, you know, get too much on your high horse when you're on those high thriving times. You need to look at the overall picture that when you're in the high times, you need to prepare for the lows. When you're in the low times, you don't need to sweat and worry too much because you are going to be coming up on these high times soon. Now, of course, these time frames can be very, very different depending on what that sustainability measure is for you, what type of rotations, what type of diversity you can have. But I always think it's interesting. And for me, it does resonate well that there are those opposite ends. And so we aren't meant to kind of rise up to a particular point of management, of decisions, of landscape type, and kind of just, you know, ride that wave. We're not supposed to stay at this plateau. We're going to go up, but we should expect to come down. We should expect to kind of ride these waves, and we need to look at the overall picture, where there are more high times versus low times, and how low did they go? And when it comes to money, I'm talking about how much in the red did you go during those low times? So what is this five-year snapshot that I kind of teased at front and then we went into scripture and I started going down that little rabbit hole um, of, you know, inspiration and scripture foundations and insight. So with a five-year snapshot, what does that look like? Now, what I want you to do, and you can do this right now, get a pencil, get a paper, get pen if you prefer pen and kind of, you know, make these columns five-year columns all right so you're gonna look five years in the past and i just want you to write down what were all the expenses on your land individually by year don't try to group out like over the last five years this is what it was i want you to do five years ago what was everything in that fifth year fourth year third year second year one year 
one year ago. And then you would do the same for this current year, whatever you're in right now. What are the expected expenses or which ones have you done? As well as revenue streams you currently have. And then same thing for the future. What are the expectations you have for expenses as well as income streams? And do them year by year. And this is important. So that when you are in the moment, you can kind of have this realization of, I should expect it to be a very expensive year. Maybe three years ago, you just did your reforestation. You probably had a ton of expenses going out between site prep and seedlings planning and actually getting them implemented. If there was any other work that needed to be done, it was a very expensive year. You probably had a huge negative number, especially if you did not have cost share. But the year prior to that, I'm assuming maybe you just finished your timber harvest and that's why you are doing your reforestation, you know, right immediately after. So you might have had this huge influx of income. It's going to look very, very positive. You're going to have this large number. All right. And what I did on my Instagram live was I just used $10 because I like to do very, very simple math. So we'll say five years ago, you got $10 from your timber sale. Okay. But you have property taxes that you can expect to happen every single year. And that costs a dollar a year. Okay. So if you did nothing else, your $10 that you got from that timber sale, just in taxes alone is going to dry up in 10 years. And that's if you do nothing else on the land and don't use that money for anything else, which we, of course we know is unreasonable. So that very next year, after you got that $10, we're going to say you were a good steward and you actually did your reforestation and proper site prep and planting. And that cost you $4. Okay. So you had $10, you immediately lost $4 and don't forget your taxes. And so you lost another dollar. It's $5 in that second year, four years ago, you're now down to $5 immediately. So you have $5 to last you until that next lump sum of income, which just isn't reasonable. Okay. And I painting it in this picture. So you don't necessarily solely rely on that, that timber income, that lump sum that you're going to be getting to ride you out for the next 20, 30 years. We need to think about what are these different income streams we can also implement. And once you understand these scenarios and these uh, numbers, it takes a lot of the emotions out of decisions of like, oh, I really want to do this, but I can't. You're going to be able to make so much wiser decisions when you can kind of look at what are the numbers? When should I expect the most expenses that I can prepare for? And what are these income streams? And Overall, you're looking at it for be a net green. And so you're going to have some years that are red, some years that are green, but you obviously want more green years than red years. And I'm not looking at the numbers right now in this very quick and dirty training, because that's what we're going to be doing in our landowner steward. We will go into the nitty gritty details and numbers and let you kind of look at not just red versus green, positive versus negative. We're going to be looking at what do those numbers actually balance out to be. And for those that may be thinking like, oh, well, I'm not really into, you know, balance sheets and everything. Trust me, me either. This is going to be very simple math. It's going to be very basic and understandable. I don't want you to be an economicus. That's not the right word. Um, an economist? Yeah, I think that's the right word. I don't want you to be an economist. I don't expect you to know everything else out there and forecasting. But if you can understand that your land is overall doing well and how much you have in this, we'll call it savings bucket, you now can decide, am I going to do this extra habitat enhancements or am I going to do this road maintenance? Am I going to go above and beyond? You can also look at deciding what type of revenue streams do align with my goals and will also maybe better help set me up for whatever you're trying to achieve. 
understanding your numbers is just going to allow you to make less emotional decisions and probably wiser decisions because you're not jumping in without fully grasping the implications of what it's going to cost you and what that opportunity cost might cost you down the road. So, Forest Land Financial Sustainability. That's the quick and dirty. I wanted to share it with y'all. I did it on Instagram Live. And for the next 13 days, I will be going on Instagram doing different quick tips and trainings or insights to Forest Lands Finances, Sustainability, or the Landowner to Steward program that's coming up. So make sure you follow me there. Make sure you jump on the Monday Motivations email list. Not only will you start receiving weekly inspiration messages based in scripture for your land ownership and management decisions and journey you will also get inside scoop to the landowner steward program which i promise you is going to transform your mindset your perspectives and how you make decisions on the land so until next time